You are Locked On Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Tuesdays on the Locked On NBA podcast, it's East meets West. Wes Goldberg, host of Locked On Warriors, and David Ramil, host of Locked On Heat, tackle the biggest NBA stories of the day, coast to coast. Follow the Locked On NBA podcast wherever you get podcasts. Welcome to Locked On Nuggets, the NBA season has I, in my opinion, Adam Mares has officially begun. The Nuggets decided uh, for a variety of reasons, including a concert at Pepsi Center on Monday, not to host a normal media day. Several teams I found out are doing something similar to this. So we got a surprise media day starting today. We got Vlaco uh, Chanchar, we got Monte Morris, and we got Bones Highland. We're going to talk about what we took away from those three media interviews, uh, especially you with Vlaco, because I was not there for the first one. Uh, because again, this was short notice. We'll talk about that. Plus, we're going to get into the question of a play in tournament and how that would work and our thoughts on that on today's show. Adam, I'm glad to be back with you. I'm excited. The NBA season is just like it's ramping up. It's 28 days away. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm very excited for the season. I'm ready to be disappointed in the first month and have everyone be hurt and be bummed out. But right now, it's the time for optimism. We missed yesterday. So it's Optimism Tuesday today. And we start oh, wow. off. Wow. Optimism we start off Tuesday. With Optimism Tuesday, and who better to lead off Optimism Tuesday, Adam Mares from DMVR. You can follow his work at thedmvr.com, then Bones Highland. It's true, but I have to go backwards because I wanted to interject there earlier, but do you know who is playing on Pepsi at Ball Arena on Monday that has bumped the Nuggets off of uh, doing Media Day? What's the genre? <laughs> what would I call this genre? <laughs> Jam band, I guess. <gasps> Is it okay? OAR is not big enough. Wait, is it Dave? No, no. Oh, if it was Dave, I was going. It's the Doobie Brothers. Oh, the Doobie. The, the Doobie Nuggets Brothers. got bumped from. We got bumped from Media Day for the Doobie Brothers. <laughs> the Doobie Brothers. It's too rough good with detail not to share. Rough. I do enjoy the Doobie Brothers. Well, there you go. There you go. Um, so yeah, Optimism Tuesday. Bones Highland spoke, and his energy is infectious. Oh my god. Uh, my energy is still on a hundred just from having listened. I didn't even talk to him today. I just listened to him talk. He's just, he's, he's a really like sweet, engaged, very yeah. excited, very positive energy, yeah. nothing but good vibes. It's young. real, right? Like we're saying this and I feel like sometimes you exaggerate, but I'm, it, it's real with him. Like he is a ball of po positive energy. Yeah. He really does just have this charisma that radiates from him in a way that's like just kind of unique, man. And it, there is, he is a little bit, I remember last year in the, um, in the playoffs, Austin Rivers described Michael Porter as um, so innocent. And I think the flip side of that is naive. I think Bones is like that. He's so innocent. <laughs> You're just kind of like, oh my God, this guy is just so like, the world is his oyster and everything's great. And you hope that never leaves him. <laughs> See you. You said it. I'm trying not to. I'm, it's Optimism Tuesday, so I'm trying not to be like, yeah, look at this nice. Like, I look at how optimism positive he is before he hasn't played in ten games and is wondering right. what went wrong and why he doesn't get minutes and why the coach seems to hate him. Oh right. no! Like this is like that special time. But I will say, look, look, the the word on him out of the open runs has been good. Yep. That he's looked yep. that he's looked ready. That he's looked right. like he fits in. That he's. He doesn't look overwhelmed. Like that's positive. It's the first step, but like, that's positive. Yeah. I always kind of like put it in terms of you need to look like you at least belong on the floor and the open runs. And then you need to just absolutely bust ass. Once Malone starts paying attention, like once Malone comes in and is like, all right, we're going to put you through the paces. Um, 
My big takeaway, Adam, from Bones Highland's availability is that he is the first player I have ever heard say that they, quote, killed the Red Rocks workout. I have never <laughs> heard a player. Every player I've ever asked about it, I can't even express it. I couldn't really express it on Twitter. I can only I can do it on, on, on podcasts, though. This is the sound that everybody makes when I ask them about what Red Rocks workout for the first time. You know, uh, it's tough. That's the exact sound that everybody makes is like, oh, that thing. Like Jokic, Jamal Murray, Will Barton, uh, Paul Mills, that like everybody has talked about like, man, that's that's a beast of a workout. Bones Highland, I killed it. I can run for days. (laughs) And and then was like, you know, that place is so beautiful, man. And you're just like, oh, Bones, like. My, it, it, it's funny. I'm going to keep doing this where I uh, compare bones to children. And this will probably become an uncomfortable bit after a while, but my daughter does this, my four-year-old, the, my youngest daughter, where she could play a game, like a board game she's never played and doesn't okay. understand the rules and trash talk the whole time. She's just like, I'm going to beat you. You can't, you, whatever. Bones is almost that way where it's like, hey, you're funny where he's, how are the red rock workouts? Oh, I'm so good at those. I'm the, I'm the yeah. best at them. I can do that all day long. And you're like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Don't lack confidence at all. The unsinkable Bones Highland. Um, Yeah, I am going to warn you. Look, Adam, this is very serious. Like, we don't want to be patronizing here. Okay, right. right, He's a young man. You don't want to compare him to children. If you're going to compare people to children, you should do it with Faco Composo. So I think with Bones, I think with Bones, I think we should. You know, look, I don't know. I go back and forth on this because on the the one hand, I'm like, look, he's going to have to get past. If he's playing two guard, he's going to get past Barton. Dozier a little bit, Austin Rivers, and then get into that rotation. If he's playing three, he's going to get past. Man, he's not playing three. He's six foot two, six foot three. There's yeah, no- so that's not happening, right? So, like, he's if he's going to play, he's only going to play really two guard is, like, the only option. And so, like, is there room in the rotation for him? And I guess the, there probably will be – I think he'll get minutes just because I think everybody's going to have injury time. Like, that's just – I don't have any in, in the modern NBA. Nobody except Jokic plays every game. And so I feel like he'll get some minutes of opportunity. And if he plays well, I think he probably keeps it. Cause that's how Malone is kind of operated is like, you know, look, we, we, we lean towards the veterans. We lean to the, towards the guys that have been here and earned it. But if you get hurt and a guy steps in and it's working, we go with whatever's working until it's no longer working. Yeah. And it's not just that. I mean, this is one thing that I think happens at all levels of sport. I don't always like to compare, you know, the lower levels to it, but you know, a lot of times a freshman, a rookie, whatever it is comes in, they don't know what they don't know. And you go to practice and you think I'm kicking this dude's butt. Why is this guy playing over me or this or that? And sometimes it says, Hey, you might be more talented, but you haven't earned the coach's trust. You haven't earned the, your teammates trust yet. You haven't, you know, there's just all these different things that you sometimes don't even know tests that you don't even know you're, you're taking. And I think bones is going to have to experience it. It's my biggest concern about him. His rookie season is can he handle delayed gratification because it's going to be very delayed. I think Uh, most likely it'll be very delayed, but it is encouraging him to hear him come out today and say that, you know, he feels like the workouts he's been enjoying them. You could tell there's enthusiasm there but also the open runs that he has felt like he belongs. He gave a great story today where he said that him and Jokic got on the same team for five games. They had to break them up because they went five and oh, that was too, it was too dominant bones and Jokic. It doesn't matter how many other guys are there. It's too dominant. You got to split those two guys up. I just love that, that confidence and that swagger and that story. It's like, I'll tell you what, do you, so when he said that today, 
how many of the teammates on the roster are going to hear that quote that him and yoke were too dominant they had to split us up in the open runs a fair amount <laughs> enough if Enough. one hears it, they all heard it. And I, if I one hears it, they all hear it. And it's going to be like, yo, I was, my, yeah, my guy was listening to a podcast and they were talking about how you said, <laughs> Bone said this, guys. It wasn't even, was, a, you know, they don't even have to listen to the podcast because they would never hear that. But I, it was on social media. Like it made the rounds. No, what I'm I, saying I, is they won't listen to the podcast, but one of the, one of the people that they're the friends with yeah. will listen to it and then tell them. That is yeah. how, that's my theory for how a lot of this stuff gets around. And, and when we're talking about him being innocent, like this is him trash talking without really knowing it. You know what I mean? Like he's trying to talk about how great it was his chemistry with Jokic, but what he doesn't realize is he's actually saying like, you can't Barton, Michael Porter, Aaron Gordon. No, those guys, like they can't beat me and Yoke. And I just think it's so funny. Yeah, um, great. I liked how he described Jokic. They were asking about his experiences and he was talking about how like he doesn't act like the MVP. I think it's, it's funny just to, cause I think there, you probably, he, you know, not being a guy that like closely follows the Nuggets, right? Like you just hear about Jokic and you're like, he's an MVP. So you assume he's kind of like all the other stars and Jokic right. just like, isn't that way. Like he's, Jokic isn't walking to the arena in like fashion clothes with like right. a man bag. Right. That's not how he rolls. Even, and so, even the littler stories though, last year's Austin Rivers story about how if I'm shooting on the main gym and he comes to get a workout, he'll shoot on the side gym. I think it's like, those are the things to me. It's less even about what car is he driving or clothes is he wearing. It's more like, if he's willing to do that, and I, I'm guessing Bones is already sort of seeing those types of things, and, and it's really cool to see. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll talk about Latko Chanchar and his comments, as well as Monte Morris and his comments. Uh, and uh, I have something else that I want to touch on in terms of who's available and who's not okay. at Media Day. We'll do that when we come back. But first, I want to tell you about Sweat Block. You know, the weather's dropping, the temperature's dropping slolly here in Colorado, but when it does get there, uh, one of the things I've noticed from living in Colorado for the past 10 years is you wind up where it is cold outside, but then you go inside and the heaters are so hot that if you're wearing <laughs> formal clothes, you wind up sweating quite a bit. And if you want to avoid that problem and make sure that your dress clothes are nice and dry, you need to get sweat block. It's doctor created, doctor recommended, works for up to seven days per use. It's got a dry shirt guarantee. If they don't keep you dry, you get your money back. It's been featured and tested on the Rachel Ray Show by firefighters. It's been a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years with over 13,000 reviews and is currently number one in Amazon's antiperspirant category. It's been manufactured in the USA to let you wear what you want to wear and give you a secret to confidence, whether it's that big date, whether it's a meeting, presentation, or if you just don't want to have to deal with the hassle of sweating out, you need to use sweat block. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on or at Amazon and CVS. We're also brought to you today by Direct TV, who is going to tell you how to get your TV together with Direct TV Stream so you can watch, that's right, your Denver Nuggets. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows or illegally stream the game. You're watching sports highlights on your phone. you got your neighbor's best friend's login for all the good stuff. I want to tell you about a simple way to get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. No more juggling remotes. No need to buy another device. Just the stuff that you need and want at your fingertips with no annual contract. Get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. We'll be right back on Locked On. Mm-hmm. 
Back here on Locked On Nuggets. Thanks for making us part of your day. Matt Moore and Adam Mares, world's finest. Recapping media day, day one of like four. I think we have four media days. Yeah, from tomorrow, the tomorrow is media day. And then Thursday's media day. Friday's <laughs> media day. And then the following Monday is also media day. So we got four more. Yep. It's like it's like we're in Groundhog's Day and we'll get tomorrow with with I got you babe playing. Um, I think the actual schedule. I think we have off Friday. I think that they're doing the Monday is like the big wigs, but I think we get Jokic tomorrow. So you'll be wanting to tune in to hear what Jokic has to say. Yeah, we do tomorrow and Thursday, and then we have Monday. And those. Oh, are the okay. Mondays so nothing got. Friday. All right. So nothing Friday. Um, ran 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 out of nuggets, I guess for for <laughs> Friday. I, they'll surprise us and be like, oh, we forgot to get some guys. We're gonna do Fridays media availability um so i miss blacko i i had a podcast scheduled for 11 then they announced that this was going did on you, 11 did you not know it was media day <laughs> did you not you didn't get the memo a couple hours before media day a couple hours before day. it happened yeah so i moved the podcast back but it went long uh, imagine yeah. me that me talking too much and so i had to scramble to get on the call so i miss blacko okay. tell me yeah. about the takeaways from blacko chanchar's media day there's only one takeaway I really have. I think mean, he said some other stuff, but I, the only one noteworthy thing, and that was, you know, he was asked about who stood out in these workouts and he was asked, you know, about Jokic's mind frame and this or that. And, he, you know, he said, Jokic, it looks like he didn't skip a beat, that he went straight from the end of the season to working out and preparing for the season. And you love to hear that. I mean, Vlaco is Jokic's, you know, hype man. That's kind of almost his role on the team. But, you know, he was really building him up, saying that just how great he looks. And this is why I wanted to do Vlatko after Bones. He was asked about the runs, and he basically said, "Whoever plays on Jokic's team wins." He he just looks that good, and so I loved, I just loved Bones's interpretation of that. Of me and Jokic are dominant, and Vlatko's interpretation is, "Yeah, Jokic and anyone is dominant." Bones is like, "Yeah, we went five and zero. Oh. Nobody else went five and zero." Oh. Well, Barton's like, "Well, I went two and zero oh with Jokic." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Actually, two days ago, I went five and zero oh with Jokic, and yeah, yeah. Um, but allegedly, I mean, it is a noteworthy thing that. It's coming on the heels of, on the J.J. Redick podcast, Michael Porter Jr. mentioned how when he got into training camp, his first training camp, he's like, I think Mason Plumlee's better than Yoke because Yoke didn't have his foot on the pedal or whatever. And then they get into the season and he's like, holy hell, this guy's awesome. It's at least interesting to contrast that story with what Vlaco and apparently Bones are saying, which is that Yoke just dominates pickup runs. So maybe, well, not only maybe that, but... a new leaf. Well, not only that, but we've got that. We've got the fact that he's killing these Red Rocks workouts, that he's out there, right. that he's in shape. Yeah. Like, I mean, we, we've, we're approaching, I'm going to wait until after the first like three, four weeks of the season. Right. Um, we'll know though, I think in the first week, like I think we'll know in the first week of the actual regular season, if Jokic comes out, I'm just going to be like, okay, like he's just put all that shit behind him. Like right. he's just no right. longer, he's no longer the pudgy dude that, decides to you know that drinks soda all the time and even if he's drinking beer he's keeping it off and right. and and honestly it's no longer like i think part of it is that Jokic's game has evolved to a point where i think he was so a little self-conscious about the idea of being considered a star mm-hmm. and at this point like he you, you won mvp right and i think at some point he's decided like i can accept it without caring about it and right. I think that that's maybe where he's evolved to is like, he used to actively shun the idea that he was the best player on the team and that he was a star. Right. And I think he's moving more to like, well, yeah, but it doesn't really matter. Like I can be a star, but if we don't win, it doesn't matter. 
That's why when people talk about where how can Jokic improve and they try to break down like his three-point shot or this or that, I, I honestly think those things, you know, margins, yeah, he can be a little better in the post. It's mentality, and this is at least an early sign. I mean, we're kind of reading tea leaves here, but it is an early sign of that continued um, trajectory of taking everything a little more seriously, a little bit more intensely, and a little bit more you know, approaching things with purpose. So it's cool to hear. It sounds like he's dominating pickup runs with or without bones. And uh, it sounds like he's in great shape and and we should expect big things. I have eight different players who I bet on for MVP and Nikola Jokic is not one of them. Yeah, I did a, a my podcast for the Action Network Buckets, which if you are interested in yeah. the betting side, you should listen to. We did two episodes on MVP. We went back in the second one to talk about Jokic and we still kind of came away with like, look, they didn't want to vote for him last year. <laughs> How on earth is he going to top that season? Yeah. You know, and, but like, look, like, here's the problem is every single time I've been like, well, no, like, yeah, sure. He's good. Like we can acknowledge how good he is, but like, I've done that with him every single time where it's like, okay, yeah, he's good, but like, he can't be your franchise cornerstone. Okay. He could be your franchise cornerstone, but he can't be a star. Okay. He could be a star, but he can't be a superstar. Okay. He could be a superstar, but he can't be MVP. Okay. You can't win a title. Like, He's just done it. So now I'm like, I'm saying like, well, sure, he won MVP, but he can't win two in a row. Yeah. I mean, to to take a page from Russell Westbrook, who I know Westbrook love or Jokic loves so much, why not? So I think that that's part of the conversation um, that has to be had. I, I agree that that takeaway from um, Blacko is important. With Monte, cool things stood out. Uh, I, I was going to ask him about the open runs and um, he basically said that there wasn't, like a takeaway yeah that he was just like everybody looks good everybody's so sharp don't you love this this happens every year though by the way you ask everybody the same question and you get different answers yeah i love it it's great um we're gonna ask michael porter i promise we're gonna ask him who stood out and he's gonna say myself and i can't wait for it i'm very excited for it i've i've stood out yeah i can see that happening um i actually take a lot away from it my favorite who's been good in preseason and in training camp story is uh and to date me is to date myself it's 2008 yeah it's 2008 and it's training camp and i ask second year guard mike conley hey so who's been really good in preseason and he was like you know we didn't really think much of him because it's like a second round pick and he's kind of chubby but like Marcus Saul's really good. <laughs> and I was like, really? And then I asked another player and they were like, Marcus Saul's killing it. And I was like, really? And then Marcus Saul's Marcus Saul. So the, oh. the ones that I also will say this, it's usually the younger guys that are more willing. Like Monte is still young, but he, he is very much has the mentality of a veteran. He's been, honestly, guys, this is one of my big takeaways from Monte today is he's turned the corner. He was in full veteran mode today in a yeah. way that is kind of a drag. The, the veterans always want to kind of like, they don't want to increase expectations. They don't want to increase hype. It helps with locker room politics. Like if you say like, well, you said this guy was good. What about me, man? Like the yeah. veterans know to avoid all that and give us nothing. Right. And the younger guys will be like, uh, you know, it's really good. Like some of those, it's always the younger guys and the really, really older guys will, will probably talk like Jokic when he goes tomorrow will not tell us like, he'll just be like, I think everyone looked good. <laughs> like, and he'll, he'll yeah. kind of mean it too. There's a small chance wins. he'll say that nobody looked good. And yeah. I, I'm rooting for that one. <laughs> We're not good enough. We're not nearly. Everyone's playing really badly. Oh, um, man. Yeah. Kobe Jokic. That's, that's going to be great. Grouchy oh, Kobe geez. yelling at teammates, walking Jeez. out of practice. I'm ready. Jeez. 
refusing to pass refusing to... <laughs> refusing to pass yeah, okay it's refusing to pass so the next one. uh monte the one thing we should talk about that was kind of important i think is you know he mentioned that he most of this offseason it sounds like was spent not playing basketball because mm-hmm. of a, a recovering from a knee injury including rehab and rest he mentioned both of them and i think that's just an interesting thing i also like if you know he talked about being 10 pounds up by design wanting to be there i thought he also just looked a little bit um heavier not in a bad way i'm not trying to say like he is he overweight this or that but i he looked a little me like a guy that that probably took a lot of this offseason off to get his body right well i i have to say it like okay but i hope he doesn't suffer a core injury because this is what happens right is the guys wind up adding muscle because they don't want to be as frail and they want to be able to take the contact and then for the nuggets specifically they wind up suffering core injuries like yeah. this is a I, I just I, I at this point I, I can't avoid yeah I mean anything. it's happened enough times that you can at least mention it um right. but yeah to, from from his own perspective he feels like he's had a lingering knee injury uh, or just I wouldn't call it an injury but a lingering knee issue that this was the offseason he chose to really address it and try to get to 100 percent. and he was to his credit very optimistic that we will see a new version he kept mentioning that there are things to his game he's never gotten to show. And, you know, maybe that is a little bit extra quickness or explosiveness or something. I'm skeptical. I'm not, I don't, I, I'll, I won't buy it till I see it. I really like Monte, but I kind of feel like he is the player I expect him to, you know, I, I feel like I know what I get from him. Um, but maybe we'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. Last thing before we go to break is so one of the reasons I think that they decided to do this is because not everybody's going to be available at the same time to talk. Mm, yeah. And some of that has to do with um, the protocols for right. vaccination. Right. This is going to be a talking point. It's going to be a talking point. Like yeah. it's a talking point in society. It's a talking point in like every walk of life. Like this is just where we are. And so all I will say is there are, if you were curious, like, yes, there are players on the nuggets that are unvaccinated. I do not have it confirmed who they are. I have my suspicions as I'm sure you do. Um, If you were not in town and you came into town and you're unvaccinated, you have to take a lot more tests before you're cleared to participate. Brooklyn has the same issue with some of their guys, including some of the big three. Um, This is going to be an issue throughout the league. The X the I've heard like a, a, a number tossed around of like 80% of the league is mm-hmm. vaxxed, which sounds about right to me. I would just imagine the nuggets are probably in line with that figure for the most part, that about 80% is probably vaxxed, maybe a little bit lower. Um, it's going to be continuing to be a thing, you know, yeah. and uh, the, look, New Huge York market advantage, man. If like if a team that has everybody vaccinated, I, we know there's still breakthrough cases, but honestly, man, that is one thing again, that I just feel from, is that it's going to continue to be a story. And if the timing, if there is an outbreak or if there is this or that, like it could be a thing that actually affects the season in a real way. I hope it doesn't, but yeah, I, I, mean, I I think, think it will. I think <laughs> not not with the Nuggets, but with somebody. I think it's one of the things we learned last year is that. Yeah, we did. You know, injuries are always such a big part of the season and determining the narrative and the story and, and how you feel about it and expectations if you add in on top of the injury risk, this wild card factor that can derail your rhythm, your sense of timing, your conditioning, all of these things on top of any sort of health effects from the actual virus, then it's just like the NBA's ecosystem is too delicate given the the length of games and the schedule of games with multiple per week. 
right and the way that the game is kind of structured it's just not built for these kind of disruptions it's just it falls apart to me i think a lot more easily for teams than it does even for football um even for baseball like i think these other sports are better built to withstand those kinds of interruptions this is a rhythm sport this has always yeah. been a rhythm sport and so it's going to be a continuing uh, storyline and we'll talk about it in frank terms on here um get vaccinated just go get vaccinated uh we'll take a break we'll come back and we'll talk about uh some things about uh, the play in tournament that adam has some thoughts on and talk about we'll do that when we come back on locked on nuggets but first i do want to tell you about sleeper in 2018 the fantasy sports experts at sleeper realized that fantasy basketball was broken games were being won and lost based on whose players had more scheduled games that week the schedules aren't even we talk about this all the time it made no sense and required very little strategy so in 2020 sleeper released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball it's called game pick and it's only available on sleeper in game pick Owners pick a single game per week for each starter to count towards their team's total score, ensuring an even number of games played between opponents. The days of losing because your opponent's players simply have more scheduled games to play in that week are over. The days of mindless daily busy work are over. The days of giving up halfway through the season because of that busy work also over. In game picks, you pick one game per week for each player based on the matchups, home versus away, opponent's defensive ranking, however you want to do it. And all of that adds up to more strategy and less busy work. Whether you prefer redraft, keeper, or dynasty, game picks has you covered. Sleeper cracked the fantasy basketball code. If you prefer building out a weekly strategy versus daily busy work, you're going to love game picks. Download the Sleeper app and start a league with your friends today. You won't be disappointed. We're also brought to you today by Theragun. Don't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body, whether oh, you're an elite bad. athlete or someone like me just trying to make it through the day tension-free. Theragun can help. It's a handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power, and it's quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good. It gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. The OLED screen and design make you feel like you're holding something from the future. Just go to their site and check it out. And the Theragun app learns from your behaviors and suggests guided routines. What? Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid and elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sharapova, and hundreds of thousands of customers. Try Theragun for 30 days, starting at only $199. Go to therabody.com slash locked on right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's therabody.com slash locked on. Therabody.com slash locked on. We'll be right back on Locked On Nuggets. Betting on the NBA doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team, team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. Back to your final segment, Adam Mares and me, Matt Moore talked about media day but you got some other stuff that you want to dip into don't you maras yeah um i what, don't hold me over the athletic with the enthusiasm don't, yeah there we go bring it back you gotta contain <laughs> yourself too early in the, in the preseason no um the thing i wanted to ask you well two things the first one's a little one i'm i saw it reported online i can't remember who put this out there but I, somebody reputable that the brooklyn nets are also going to be in san diego for their training camp and I think the number one thing I thought when I heard that was, okay, there's going to be a lot of media then at the Nuggets training camp, more so than usual. 
because they'll be there for the Brooklyn Nets, but they'll swing over and they'll hit they'll hit the Nuggets practice facility too. I'm guessing. Um, but do you think what effect do you think it has, if any, the Nuggets one being in San Diego for this camp, and two being alongside another NBA team? I don't think being alongside the NBA team really matters because like it's training camp, so you're just like, uh, well, okay, I'll put this. Way. I'm a little bit concerned about you know, an outbreak given who they have on roster. Um, okay, there you go. That's a, that's a concern. I think otherwise, like, look, you know, they'll probably hang out with those guys. Some, if they've got friends, but for the most part, it's just like, look, you're busy. You're <laughs> and the other thing is like training camp is maybe the one time when players are too tired to go do anything else. Like they go in and they actually have like conditioning drills and practice and then practice. Like they put in full days. So I think they'll mostly be pretty tired. Um, the coaches always like the idea of getting away. Cause it builds kind of like a bonding experience. Um, it's a shame that they didn't like doing it in, in Colorado Springs enough to go back there. Cause I thought that was like a really cool experience to go down to the Olympic training center and, and spend time down there. And it was local. And I just always think that like going somewhere local, I think is better. It instills, I think stronger ties to the community, but I get it. Like, you know, San Diego's nice. I, I think Denver's nice right now. Like we're in, it's not like you can oh, say, this like, is like my favorite time of year. Yeah. That's what's weird. Is like, you're leaving during like the only, like the, the time of year when it is best to be in Denver. Um, but I think it's, you know, it's fine that they want to like get away from distractions and really hunker down. You know, I think um, the only thing that'll be annoying for both them and probably us is there will be a lot of crossover questions in terms of guys will go be there for Nets training camp and we'll work on story light, like league wide stories. And we'll want to ask questions across both. And mm-hmm. so there'll be some of those questions that get asked. Other than that, like, I don't think it, you know, if they were going to scrimmage, it would be a little bit bigger of a deal, which maybe they will schedule something, but that would be like the only thing I could really think of. And I'm sure the league would be like, let's not do that. Let's, there's a pandemic. Let's not just mix and match here. Like we've got protocols um, set up to avoid problems. So that's the only thing I can really think of. That's maybe an impact. If it was a normal year, I think they should absolutely just be like, Hey, you guys want to come over and we'll just like scrimmage and they would be fine, but it's not a normal year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was my only question there. And then the only other one, we can hit this one quick because I feel like it's still a ways off. Um, but it was a topic that we've kind of haven't, haven't discussed, even though it was in the news a little bit, the NBA wants to do the midseason tournament. We've talked about this a little bit. I I'm guessing the reason they would want to do this is strictly a money thing, but do you think, are you pro midseason tournament and what does it look like if you do that? Are people into it? Is it fun? So I think, Here's my, my top level thing. I'm into it. I would be excited for it. I would love to see it. I think it will fail. <laughs> and the reason I think it'll fail is because like people just kind of make up their minds about these things and are not really open to them. Um, yeah. The play in tournament, I think convinced a lot of people last year, like it sold people, especially diehards. Like, okay, yeah, Warriors, Lakers was great because it was a one-off opportunity in which LeBron and Steph were both in that situation. It's not going to happen again. Fair. But if you go back, outside of the Clippers' nonsense at the end of the season and the Nuggets tanking one specific game, the rest of that last three-week period was amazing. Yeah, it was. Because it was... That's the real winner of the play-in tournament. This is the big problem, and this is why I think Silver's trying to solve is... And basketball games, any sort of game is better when there are stakes. Right. 
they don't want to get rid of 82 because of the money. Right. Right. But the problem is with 82, you inherently, and like, I used to be an absolute acolyte of 82. I used to love it. I was like, no, that's what makes it great. Is like, there's all these like random nights and matchups and you can have like that special night on Tuesday where a really good game happens. It's gotten worse in my opinion. And now the player's interest in it has dropped so low that like, quite honestly, Adam, I think there's two months of games that simply do not tell us anything. Yeah. Anything. There's no. Do you think they used to? Do you think they used to? Yes. Okay. Because I agree. I think that there's, it's a double-edged sword and that we got, as when I say we, fans and media got a little bit smarter about what does and doesn't matter with regards to how to win a championship. Mm-hmm. And to a way that it almost got whittled down to that. So then those games are like, yeah, this doesn't matter. We know it doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter to us now. And that like contract is almost broken. Players know the only thing that matters if you win a championship and they know that the regular season is not necessarily affect whether or not you're going to win it. And so we've, we've kind of ruined it together, hand in hand, players yeah. and fans. And like, look, I don't, some people like point to Popovich and blame him. This is, this is the big key that Popovich found is in the regular season, and the data backs this up, most games between teams that are 60% winning percentage or over in the regular season are coin flips. Right, right. But yeah. if you're a good team, your games versus the bad teams, that's like 70-30. Right. And so what teams started doing is, if you're going to rest, if you're going to coast, if you're going to take a night off, if you're just going to dog it, if you're just going to not play at all, do it versus the good teams. Because yeah. – those are games you're more likely to lose anyway. Take the, the guaranteed win and then take, but the problem is then what we get is like, we get things like the Warriors busting ass versus the magic and then being like, yeah, we're resting everybody versus the Nets on Saturday night. Well, I think I, I also wonder, look, look, man, the 2016 Warriors are mm-hmm. one of the most clown teams that we've seen in the last 20 years. And what did they do? Right. Gasp. Took the regular season seriously to yeah. a fault. Yeah. And that's the thing is, and like, here's, I mean, Giannis, like a more recent, less dramatic example, it's just like the Bucks were considered as like regular season tryhards. Right. Tryhards. Yep. Cause they and actually a, cared. Yep. And that's a problem. Like they should be rewarded for taking the season seriously because the, the ones that win from that are the fans. Uh, so the reward as reported is a million dollars per player. Yeah. It's that a does, lot. It is a lot, but that makes think, the, that doesn't make the season better. That might make the tournament better. I think it won't make the season better, but it does give you something in the middle for people. For, <laughs> it gives you in the middle of the, of the terribleness. Is the contrast between a regular season game a week before the tournament and then the tournament and then a regular season game a week after the tournament, is that going to be like a real contrast where we're like, wow. For some teams, I think here's the big key is that there will be teams that will go into that tournament with the mindset of like, look, we can't win the title, but we can win this. Okay. Yeah. And part of it, and here's the, one of the concerns I've heard a lot. I've argued about this a lot. Uh, shouts at Chris Barnwell because uh, he hates it. Um, writer for Up Rocks just hates this idea. Um, one of the ideas is like the, the star players aren't going to play, and I think it's probably true, oh, right? Like if you're, if you're now, look, what I think a it bad teammate, man. Can you imagine? I, I, I think it's. I think it depends, right? I think Dame is going to look at this and be like, "We're playing and we're winning." Yeah. Yeah. And like that's a that's a great environment for the Blazers. The Blazers can get hot and win four games. Well, this was this was one of my questions was if it happened this year, who would be the best team to win it? That would be like, okay, this is worthwhile. Because I think if the Minnesota Timberwolves won it, I think everyone would be like, Yeah, this doesn't count. This doesn't yeah. mean anything. Yeah. 
What's the, you have to have, who would be the play, perfect winner? You have to have a playoff team. That's not a title contender. So Boston. maybe the Miami heat, the Boston, Boston Celtics, maybe even Denver. I mean, Denver, you know, these teams that are like, okay, Ooh, maybe Denver. We forget how good they are when the stakes yeah, yeah, matter or something. Yeah. yeah. And then I will say the only change that I would make to it is um, they need to add the, here's the problem. I, I've heard this before that silver doesn't want to get too gimmicky with it, which I think is ridiculous that <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> that he's like, I want to build, I want to build a mid season tournament, but I don't want, like, I want to do something that fundamentally breaks the standard of what we've done throughout the entire league history but I don't want to get too gimmicky. Like, come on, man. Um, because my, my thing is, ending. I was worried they were going to do something. Everyone talks about this. They're like, well, just give them, the winner gets a draft pick. Never do that. I cannot stress this enough. Yeah, you yeah. cannot reward NBA players by giving them the opportunity for right. someone to come in and take their job. Totally, like, yeah. That is want... not how this works. They just don't care. And, and if they do care, they care about it in the wrong direction. Yeah. yeah, they care about the other direction. They don't care about draft picks. But if you tell them, it guarantees a playoff spot that no matter no matter what you get a playoff spot like no matter what the problem is if you have like what what's the value if if i say we're going to give you the sixth seed no matter what and everybody else gets bumped down the the question then becomes okay so what's the value for the top five teams to play a a million dollars yeah, but I and think a you- safety net and a safety net that knows you're not falling below six. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. That might be enough, man. You're right that. Okay. You're right. The Brooklyn Nets might not take it seriously. The Lakers might not take it that seriously, but I think outside of that, every other team under, and, and, the, and maybe Milwaukee too, they'd be another one that I think is like a shoe in to be a top two or three yeah. seed, but everybody else I think would look at that and say, yeah, I mean, hey, we're one injury or one bad month away from the sixth seed being like, hey, we take it. So, and then on top of that, it's a million dollars. Like, you know, I, you I don't get, know, it might work. If you get a midseason final, like final four, if your midseason tournament final four is Mavericks, Blazers, Celtics, um, and I need like a wild card. Charlotte Hornets, like the Hornets just got okay. hot and made a run, and like Lamelo's playing out of his mind, yeah. right? And it's like the underdog Cinderella team, and then you have like, and so none of the top teams are in this. Like LeBron's at home chilling, KD and Harden took off. That's fine. Like this is part of the problem. Is I'm like, you don't have to prove who's the best. You're just proving who can win a tournament. Because I'll also say, like you mentioned, the Bucks. The Bucks, I feel like are a team that would be like, no, 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 we're gonna win the tournament and the title. I want both. Well, I'll tell you what, I do think if this stuck and it maybe it takes several years, but if it's stuck, I do think that becomes a new feather in the cap of like, we were the best team. We won both. We had, we didn't just have a three-peat. We had a three-peat while also always winning the, I, I do think at a certain point, yeah. every success you have becomes a tiebreaker in whatever little thing you're trying to compare. Um, and I, so, but it, it wouldn't be that way on year one. It would have to build towards that. Yeah. I was also said this, you mentioned like, I don't think that all the superstars wouldn't care. I want to make this clear. Like, I think Giannis would legitimately be like, is this an opportunity for me to beat someone? Then I want it. I think Dame would be like, I think Dame would be excited for this. It would also create some bad blood. Like if the, if the, if the final was, let's just say, I mean, I'm just using this example. The final was Brooklyn versus Milwaukee and Milwaukee won. 
that would definitely set the stage for a playoff on potential Eastern Conference Finals of like, hey, Bucks already beat them once in a tournament. Like, let's see yep. what happens. This is what I'm saying is like, if you if you take it from the idea of you're not trying to prove the same thing as the championship. Correct. Correct. You're just providing something else. Because a lot of it is this is the Houston Rockets are not going to have anything to play for by All-Star. Right. Yeah. The, yeah. And it's not even the Rockets, right? Because they're like building long-term. Yeah. But the Washington Wizards are yeah. not going to have anything to play for past all-star they're going to be playing for like maybe we get in the play-in and maybe we can sneak into an eight seed and then we get swept by the bucks right but if it's like you gotta win four games that's all you gotta do you gotta play your best and you gotta win four games that's automatic it. entry to the playoffs to the 60 here's the one fear if if let's let's use a more extreme example and you can scale it back in your own mind but if it was the detroit pistons and they got they won the tournament they just got mm -hmm. hot and they won and now they're guaranteed the sixth seed do they tank the second half of the season? <laughs> because they're like, we're not even going to climb up to the eight seed. We are so low that the six seed, we're already guaranteed the highest we could possibly go. Um, it would. I actually think that would ruin it. It's just that you got to hope that Detroit Pistons don't win the first ever play in tournament. Yeah. We'll never I mean, I think, but I think here's kind of the thing is like, you have to keep the lottery odds the same, I think. And if they tank the second half of the season, the answer is going to be like, you're going to get this terrible team as a playoff team. And I, I understand that at the same time, uh, my answer would be like, do you know how many times I've seen guys get injured in a series and it just go to shit? Like the, the Blazers and the Clippers played and yeah, but and, you don't want to create a new possibility. You don't want to up the odds of a terrible series. Terrible and that's series. effectively what this would do. So maybe you do it as a play in. And like, there, I think there's different ways you can do it. Oh, the other one I, here's, here is one I had was you could do it as um, if you win and you make the playoffs, okay, so that disincentivizes all the non-playoff teams, which I think is fine because you don't want a, a non-playoff team winning this. Okay. Um, you get an extra home game in any series you choose. Ooh, you just get one, you get to pick whenever. Too, the logistics of that would be too hard. Like trying to like, okay. No, well, they could figure. The arena's really, not available. We've got no, the they could figure brothers. that out. The Doobie they Brothers can, are here. We got. Yeah. We can't do they, it. The Doobie Brothers. <laughs> the Nuggets are playing in Fort Collins tonight because. They can't do it. I'm sorry, the Nuggets, they have to forfeit their advantage because the Doobie <laughs> Brothers are here. The Doobie Brothers are in town. Oh, all right. That's going to wrap it up for Locked on Nuggets. Thanks for joining us and making this part of your day. Let us know what you think about midseason tournament. Let us know yeah, what I'm you curious think. what people think about this. Yeah. Let us know what you think about Media Day and what you want us to, to ask about in these conversations. We'll be back tomorrow with more uh, of a breakdown from the comments from Media Day as well as whatever is in the news. Maybe we'll have Ben Simmons trade. Who knows? All of that, make sure to follow Adam at Adam underscore Mares. You can follow his work at DDNVR. Dot com. You can follow me at HP Basketball. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe, follow on Spotify if you want to do that. Uh, we have a YouTube channel that's launching soon. We'll have more details on that soon. Thanks so much for all your positive comments. Hope you guys have a great week. We'll talk to you again tomorrow with another episode of Locked On Nights.